Hi, I'm Jane Stahl, retired high school English teacher and director of community relations at Studio B Fine Art Gallery in Boyertown, Pennsylvania. And this is the Be Inspired podcast. My guest and I hope that in the few minutes you spend with us, you'll be surprised and delighted to meet someone new, become aware of projects going on in your neighborhood, and maybe entertain a new way to look at the world. Look, we all need to keep our spirits up in these challenging times, and I can't think of a better way to lift up our spirits than to meet interesting, passionate folks and learn about what they're doing to make life better for all of us. And so, join me now for the Be Inspired podcast. So today, I'm continuing my journey through some of the teaching materials I've saved. Teaching materials that I found to be ones that I repeated almost every year from the very beginning. And what I discovered today was an old plan book, or rather uh, Thoughts and Reflections, a day-to-day engagement calendar from 1992. And it includes for each day a quote for the day. And I had to laugh, I must tell you, when I looked at today, which happens to be Tuesday, May 26th, 2020, I found it interesting that back in 1992, May 26th, was also the Tuesday after Memorial Day. I just love these serendipitous moments where things just seem to fall into place in a curious way. At any rate, I thought today's recording, I could share some of the quotes for this week. Yesterday, the Memorial Day from 1992 and also now 2020, Um, yesterday's quote was, be a friend to thyself and others will be so too. From Thomas Fuller, a medical doctor. Today's quote for Tuesday, May 26th, was integrity has no need of rules offered by Albert Camus. And I have to say, I thought about that particular quote in learning that the stock market, the New York stock market opened today and noticed at the visual of that, that some folks were wearing masks and perhaps others weren't. Anyway, integrity has no need of rules. You just do what's right because it's the right thing. I thought I'd continue the rest of this week Uh, Wednesday, this is tomorrow's quote, change favors the prepared mind, offered by Louis Pasteur. Thursday's offering, a problem shared is a problem halved, from an anonymous donor. Friday's offering, suffering isn't ennobling, recovery is. And the author of that, Christian N. Barnard. Saturday's quote, there are defeats more triumphant than victories from Montaigne. And Sundays, they love the best who love with compassion, offered by Ellen Ann 
hill. Anyway, I just thought it would be interesting to revisit some of those quotes for this week in 2020 that were offered same days of the week back in 1992. In addition, I thought it might be helpful given some of the wrangling we're seeing today in the media about different folks' reactions to reopening our economy and whatnot. I thought it would be interesting as I was, again, looking through my old teaching materials. One of the things, one of the poems that I always like to share with students at the very beginning of our work together and is appropriate today, entitled The Blind Men and the Elephant. And so this particular poem reminds me how important it is to sometimes listen and learn. And remember that our perception creates our reality, that other people see the world in a different way. And their reality is as true to them based on their experiences as our own reality is to us. I enjoyed sharing this poem with students early in our work together in order to encourage them to be understanding of one another, which I think is really important in establishing the classroom as a safe place to share one's own particular perspectives and experiences. Anyway, the poem goes like this. It was six men of Indostan to learning much inclined who went to see the elephant, though each of them was blind, that each, by observation, might satisfy his mind. The first approached the elephant, and happening to fall against his broad and sturdy side, at once began to bawl, God bless me, but the elephant is nothing but a wall. The second, feeling of the tusk, cried, Whoa, what have we here, so very round and sharp, and smooth to me, tis mighty clear. This wonder of an elephant is very like a spear. The third approached the animal, and happening to take the squirming trunk within his hands, thus boldly up and spake, I see, quoth he, the elephant is very like a snake. The fourth reached out his eager hand and felt about the knee. What most this wondrous beast is like is mighty plain, quoth he. Tis clear enough, the elephant is very like a tree. The fifth, who chanced to touch the ear, said, <laughs> E'en the blindest man can tell what this resembles most, deny the fact who can. This marvel of an elephant is very like a fan. The sixth no longer had begun about the beast to grope, then seizing on the swinging tail that fell within his scope. I see, quoth he, the elephant is very like a rope. And so these men of Indostan disputed loud and long, each in his own opinion, exceeding stiff and strong, though each was partly in the right all of them were wrong. So oft in verbal wars, the disputants I ween rail on in utter ignorance 
of what each other mean and prate about an elephant not one of them has seen. The poem offered by John Godfrey Sachs, I think, is really pertinent every day of our lives and certainly in these days when everybody seems to have an opinion about what the world really is. And really, if we were able to sit down and just listen to one another's experiences and offer our ideas and experiences in a way to add information to solving the problems at hand, obviously, we would be much smarter. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed that particular poem as much as I always have. The other thing I wanted to share today um, was an essay I had written myself as an introduction to a book of student essays that I put together during the last several years of my teaching career. The first of those books was called Transforming Moments. And after that, I did Treasured Moments. And after that, Touching Tomorrow. After that, um, and after that, Proud to Be. No, after that, After the Rain, Rainbows. And the last in the series of student essays I created for the kids was entitled um, Proud to Be You and Me. At any rate, um, these essays, I challenged my sophomore students and one junior class of um, communication students. I challenged them to share experiences from their lives about topics that were I suppose, meant to be inspiring to them and inspiring and enlightening to the general learning community that would perhaps read these essays from the books that we had passed out to different places around town, doctor's offices, uh, hair salons, and so forth, as well as offering them to the parents of each of the children who had contributed an essay to the book. And anyway, um, I'm going back through my teaching materials, as I said, and today I ran across this this series of student essay books that I had created over the last few years of my teaching. And in reading the introductions and some of the essays in each of the books, I have to tell you, was inspired not only by the students' work and efforts, but also Um, how, what do you say, Uh, prophetic, perhaps. My work had been in challenging these students to think about kind of important topics in their lives. Anyway, um, in reading the introductory, the prologue to the, the book entitled After the Rain, Rainbows, I thought it might also be very helpful today to inspire some of us who are looking at this current pandemic, and I have to admit, even myself this morning, feeling a little bit down, feeling a little bit depressed about, my God, where do we go from here, and how do we put things back together again? Not necessarily in the same way, because of course that is never possible, but perhaps in in an even 
better way. Anyway, to address my own feelings of sadness, I was inspired by something that I had shared in the prologue to this uh, particular book of essays, student essays. And here's what I wrote to the reader back in December 2003. I I wrote, I've led a charmed life, and so it's easy for me perhaps to be optimistic and idealistic. My burdens have been relatively light. Yet, like everyone, I've had a few struggles of my own, and happily, I've survived these struggles so far with most of my wits still about me and with enough spirit left to look on my struggles as tests of my character. On my better days, I can even see these tests as opportunities, gifts, actually, through which I have become a better human being, more humble and compassionate regarding the greater or lesser burdens of others, more appreciative of life's bounty, more obliged to ease the sufferings of others when I can, and more joyful, more often, in everything. I'm a survivor, and happy to be one, surrounded by others who are trying to do the same. And yet, Paul Pearsall, in his book, The Beethoven Factor, suggests that some of us are not just survivors, we're thrivers, Super resilient folks who understand that sometimes creative surrender and setting new goals is a better response than just hanging in there. Pearsall writes of thrivers throughout human history. Those who can laugh even in the midst of their pain argue effectively against negativity and self-defeating thoughts and find something positive to celebrate about their situation. Surviving is coping. Thriving is creative. I like that idea. Creativity is a good thing. Pearsall proposes the idea that it may be that we're never fully conscious and awake until something goes terribly wrong. He suggests that each morning we take a few deep breaths and consider why, for what, and for whom are we getting up each day. He recommends that we live each day aware of our power, our choices to create our lives, beginning with the only thing we always have control of, our own attitude. Thus, even in the midst of trouble, even in our brokenness, we can begin each day with the end in mind realizing who and what in our lives is really valuable and working consciously to enhance those aspects of our lives. We can remind ourselves daily to play the hand we're dealt, make lemonade out of the bitterest lemons, forgive and forget, practice perfect patience, perfect love, and divine graciousness, offering mercy above and beyond mere justice whenever possible. In other words, we can remember to look for the rainbows after the rain. Easier said than done, I agree. Yet, if what is required is nothing more than a shift in perspective, then almost any of them can turn our minds inward toward calm and insight. Achieving happiness and serenity becomes as simple as changing our minds. It can be done. 
The students' essays in this collection inspire such efforts. Their essays often offer, excuse me, examples of the beauty that often follows the rain, beauty found in their increased wisdom, understanding, and caring for others. They are better people because they've suffered and they know it. You'll love their stories and you'll love them. Enjoy. And so with that particular essay came over a hundred essays written by students, my students and the students of Cindy Mauger, another English teacher I taught with, and their stories will definitely inspire you. And should you <laughs> be at all interested in reading them, the collection, the entire collection, a series of uh, five books, is available at Boyertown Senior High Library. They are cataloged there as I offered copies of these books of student essays to the library. And they're also available, I happen to know, at the hair salon <laughs> of my favorite hairstylist, uh, Kathy Ellis. At any rate, um, I hope that sharing these several things with you, and perhaps in the following weeks, uh, doesn't seem too self-serving. I have found inspiration in many, many places in my lives, in the literature I've read, in the people I know, magazine or articles that I read, celebrities that I watch on TV and so forth. And I hope that in sharing my work with you, you can see what has inspired me so that we can all go out from these moments forward and be inspired by a variety of things as well. Things to think about. I hope that you enjoyed listening to this podcast and perhaps you'll revisit. And um, let me share with you again the things that have inspired me. Thank you for downloading this episode of the Be Inspired podcast. If you enjoyed the Be Inspired podcast, please subscribe to be notified of new episodes. This podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcast, Anchor, Spotify, or wherever it is you listen to podcasts. And we welcome you to suggest people, projects, and perceptions that inspire you. What the world needs now is inspiration. Contact me, Jane Stahl, at studiobbb.org or stop by Studio B. More information can be found in the episode notes. We are eager to meet you and learn what it is you love. This is the end of today's episode, and I hope you find your way today to be inspired.